the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. It's a sunny Monday, end of October. Things are pretty good. Hope that you're as well. And uh, as we get forward to these next two hours, sit back and enjoy yourself. Kath, good to see you as well. Nice to see you, John. Yeah. I know you, as I did, took some time yesterday to remember a year ago when the Tree of Life shooting erupted in Squirrel Hill, a beautiful, placid neighborhood mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. It's one of those um, anniversaries that you, you dread, right? You, everyone was know it was coming. And, you know, people talk about this. When, whenever you lose someone, when someone dies close to you, that first year, of course, is the hardest. And as you move towards that anniversary, it brings up old emotions mm-hmm. and, and thoughts and stories. And such was the case with the Tree of Life. Um, we stopped on the way home from church yesterday and paid our respects. Mm-hmm. The building is massive, surrounded by the uh, chain link fence and the beautiful artwork. Yeah, tell me about produced. the artwork. Oh, it's fabulous. Um, uh, I don't know who sent out the initiative, but but uh, school children from all over the world sent these pieces. These um, and I guess I would measure them by I don't know. 12 maybe by 12 or 14 by 14 but they're they're all squared off and in different languages all sorts of remembrances mm-hmm. and words of holiness and encouragement to the community it's very very well done it puts a a bright picture on a seemingly Good. bleak and desolate place now um yesterday of course it's soldiers and sailors at five o'clock there was um a two-hour program. Before that, throughout the day, various things of volunteerism and gatherings, storytelling. Just Pittsburgh, again, putting their best foot forward mm-hmm. on a horrible tragedy. You know what I went to do today that I had no idea it was going to be uh, an experience of this much impact. I went to the exhibit that the Holocaust Center of Pittsburgh has between the Cathedral of Learning and Heinz Chapel in Oakland. It is a photographic exhibit done by a German-Italian artist and photographer. And um, it started maybe five years ago um, with his desire, his fear, let's start, let's say that, his fear that Holocaust survivors were going to be dying off and that if we didn't have a chance to commemorate their stories and ingest them, that we would lose them. Forever that we would be susceptible to the same thing happening again. And then he thought about different Holocaust memorials and how they often are in museums or they're in places where you actually have to decide to go. And he said, what would it be like if I did an artistic statement that would remind people of the Holocaust, but it would be out in public, like where people are just walking around? What would that be like? So if you go to Oakland and you walk between the Cathedral of Learning and Heinz Chapel, you will walk through his artistic statement about the Holocaust. Oh, wonderful. And what it is are headshots, just 
faces of people who are Holocaust survivors who are still alive. And they are from Germany, they're from Poland, they're from Ukraine, they're from Russia, wherever it is. But their faces are very large, and they're right along the sidewalks as you go between the cathedral and Heinz Chapel. And right next to their face, you see a little plaque, and it says their, what their story is. Oh, I want to stop by and see You this. have to see it. How long has it been up? Uh, I don't know how long it's been up. I just knew it was up, and so I, I wanted see. to see it today, so that that was my way of paying tribute. Isn't it amazing to think about the Holocaust? Because, you know... Um, Growing up, this was something I think we talked about, at least societal, in school, certainly, in history lessons and whatnot. This was a a, a common subject. And I guess there was a phase, and I can't speak to the fullness of this, where the Holocaust was not acknowledged fully, like it was whenever I was a child growing up. And so in some ways, it became fuzzy, and people lost, especially non-Jews, lost a connection to that horror, to the millions of people And then, people of course, there were people who denied that it ever happened. That sprang up also. Right. And that's in many ways where we are right now, where there has been this conversation about, well, it doesn't exist. Or, right. Well, know, let me tell anti-Semitism you. Anti-Semitism is not a problem. Right. So this artistic statement stands in direct opposition to that. It's wonderful. You should see it. It'll make you cry. It's absolutely beautiful. Well, it's good. And it's a good reminder to what to know what happened here in the city of Pittsburgh, where the most Jewish people were ever killed on American soil just a year ago yesterday. Uh, it, it's still shocking. And clearly, we are reeling still. We're going to talk at the 5 o'clock hour with Rabbi Aaron Bisno about this. Mm-hmm, yeah. He's from Rodef Shalom, which is the synagogue right on Forbes Avenue in Oakland. And we're going to ask him what Christians can do. How can we, as people who love Jesus and follow him, um, how can we reach out to the Jewish community, support them, and be Pittsburghers who make a difference? Fabulous. we got a good show for you. Uh, a lot There's a lot on. going on in Washington, which is why we're happy that Greg Clugston is going to be with us up next. The first thing we do out of the gate on Monday is talk to Greg, who's our SRN White House correspondent. It looks like um, impeachment proceedings are going forward. So we'll talk about that in just a bit. Also, uh, the president talked about Chicago violence. He also went to the World Series last night and the death of an ISIS leader. Next on today's Ride Home. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today. Look, we all know Medicare is confusing, but Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you've got your questions, and they've got the answers that you're looking for. So before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. I mean, do you hold Pat for another year? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year? and by how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or should you drop it altogether? So don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that's focused not just on cost, but on quality, with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. So why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Call 724-884-1496 or visit MarleyFG.com today. That's MarleyFG.com. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Adrian Rogers on being free from financial oppression. God wants his people to be out of bondage. I'm not saying, friend, that you're going to have diamonds dripping from your fingers. If God gives you that, I rejoice with you. And I'll tell you, if it takes those things to make you happy, there's something wrong with you. 
Find God's way to health, wealth, and wisdom with Adrian Rogers this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Hello? Is this thing on? Okay, uh, could I get a little more volume? Oh, whoa! Okay, never mind. It's fine. Just there, right where it is. Hey, if your AV system sounds like this, or if it sounds like this, or if it sounds like this, you need good sound. Uh, guys, I think we lost... Uh, okay, hey, we're back. You need good sounds. Good Sounds specializes in design and installation of audio-visual equipment for churches and schools. You might not need new equipment. An expert adjustment might be all you need to get the most out of the equipment you already have. So visit goodsounddesign.com. Oh, come on! <clears throat> uh, that's goodsounddesign.com and click the $99 evaluation to schedule a general tune-up and review of your current AV system today. Because remember, if it can't be heard... <sighs> Let's try that again. If it can't be heard, it can't be good. Good Sounds. Book now at goodsounddesign.com. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention. So many ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out for the resources and know-how to make it all work. There's Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. We go to the White House. We start off most Mondays with a visit to the White House. Greg Clugston from SRN News joins us. Hey, Greg. Uh, there's an awful lot going on in Washington, D.C. Once again this week, yes. Hi, John. Hi, hey. Kathy. Good to see you. Well, actually, not see you, but good to hear you, Greg. Hey, Greg. Okay, so uh, breaking news. The House is going to vote this week on a resolution to formalize the next steps of the impeachment inquiry. Greg, what does that mean? Well, it's the, uh, the latest step, really, uh, in this process. It's interesting. We just, in the last hour, uh, were learning this information. Apparently, the resolution is going to be introduced tomorrow in the House by House Democratic leadership, and then it's going to be uh, probably Thursday for a vote on this resolution. It's interesting because the president, the White House, uh, has almost been uh, daring the House to do this for a number of weeks now because part of the White House argument has been that in previous impeachment proceedings, there was a formal vote um, on the House floor by members to uh, essentially kickstart an, an investigation that would become an impeachment process. That has not happened this time, although it's worth pointing out that the Constitution doesn't require that. There's, there's no... Uh, there's no requirement that it's done, except that that has been precedent in just a handful of times that it's happened in our country's history. So it looks as if uh, the president is going to, whether this is his wish or not, he has said, hey, the House should just go ahead and vote. And apparently what the resolution is going to do, according to a letter from the House Speaker, is establish the procedure for for hearings going forward, and that would presumably include public hearings, because right now, up until now, those hearings have been private. Right. So, Greg, we thought about you last week because there was news about uh, Democrats meeting secretly in the basement of the White House. And I'm thinking, wait a second, Greg Clugston's in the basement of the White House. So, wh- what <laughs> were, you, were, you guys, were you guys running into each other on the way to the bathroom or anything? <laughs> We were uh, we were just uh, getting together to talk about our poem, you know, mm, great, do- which is going to be lengthy, lengthy year, yeah. and dramatic this year. Yeah. So, what exactly was happening behind closed doors in the basement? 
Well, there are there are, I guess there are technically different basements of the White House. Okay. I know that's kind of strange to say, but there are different wings of the complex sure. here at the White House, and so. Um, the, uh, the lower level of the work uh, space for the press area, for example, has uh, no connection physically um, other than just its proximity to another part of, like, for example, the main, the main White House mansion part, uh, which is uh, in the ground floor is often referred to as the basement. So, um, no, they were not, the Dems were not hanging out with uh, members of the press corps mm, in our basement. But, but the proceedings have been less than transparent so far, have they not? Well, yeah, I mean, the the argument that the Democrats have made is that this is more of a fact-finding phase. They want to have the right to uh, have testimony that is not made public as they're gathering essentially evidence for their case. I for see. example, if, if they brought somebody in from the National Security Council office at the White House, uh, they don't want public testimony so that perhaps that may... Uh, you know, give information that they may want to interview somebody from the State Department or a diplomat somewhere else. They want to be able to sort of uh, independently gather the information and then try and stack up that uh, those depositions on a timeline and see where there's overlap. Now, of course, the White House, the president, will say that that's not transparent. Republicans have been complaining about this process. And even last week, they talked about uh, in the Senate having their own resolution of uh, basically of them saying that they're they're not very happy with the process, even though they're not really talking about the merits of the case. They've been talking about the mm-hmm. process. All right, Greg. So over the weekend, lots of news broke. Um, the, I guess probably the the pinnacle story was that the leader of ISIS has been killed by U.S. forces. Um, which is, uh, you know, I remember when bin Laden was killed, we all do. And we remember that that was, you know, a huge feather. And I hate to say this, but a feather in the cap for President Obama. Um, talk about this situation with President Trump. Are there any carryovers? Does he does he get any grace from Democrats or from the public for pulling this off? So we first got an inkling that something was going on, although we didn't know exactly what, on Saturday night when the president tweeted something very big has just happened. And then within an hour or so, the White House announced that the president would be making a major statement Sunday morning, which he did yesterday, of course, announcing that they had this, you know, the U.S. military conducted this uh, daring overnight or nighttime raid in Syria, and uh, that resulted in the death of the leader of the Islamic State group. And so in terms of carryover, Kathy, the president uh, today was uh, making a speech in Chicago. He's on his way back here to Washington right now. Uh, He was talking to police chiefs, and uh, he he led off, of course, not surprisingly, with this information. And uh, if you remember, going back to the Obama administration, uh, President Obama and uh, his team, they, they used a lot of occasions to remind people that it was on his watch that Osama bin Laden was killed, and uh, we can fully expect President Trump to do the same. There are any number of people who don't agree with the president's policies, uh, even critics of him, who would who would say this is this is a this is a victory for the U.S. military, for intelligence, and for our uh, collective effort against the war on terrorism. So they would give credit uh, to the president this way. Um, although we'll have to see what happens in that region of the world, because as we were talking this time last week. Syria is a very interesting place because the president just announced a withdrawal of troops there. And then here we were over the weekend back in Syria with the big raid. Right. So this is big news. And I I do wonder how this was going to affect Syria, because even as President Trump was pulling out last week, the raid obviously was in progress, or at least the planning was. 
the planning certainly was, and we've we've learned a few more details over the last 48 hours or so about this, or even less than that. But the the, the plan was in the works, or or it was was ready to be kicked off once they got a tip as to the location of the ISIS leader, and then they acted quickly on that. Um, it, so it it makes you wonder, um, you know. You rewind a couple, three weeks ago when Turkey launched its its offensive against the Kurds in Syria, when the president announced that uh, the U.S. would be pulling out, and then you wonder what, what all of that uh, did in terms of affecting um, other plans to go after the ISIS leader. But um, thankfully, there were no U.S. personnel um, injured or killed in the process. And uh, so the president's going to be uh, you know, trying to make some political gain out of this. Um, it'll certainly be a part of his rally speeches going forward in terms of keeping America safe. And that, that we can fully expect. What about the public response to how the president discussed this after it had happened? I mean, this is a sensitive area. Um, obviously, it's the death of a human being. It's also the death of someone who was, you know, demonstrated to be a menace to women and men um, so and children. So how talk about that. Talk about how the how the president discussed the raid and um, how the press responded. Yeah, the tone, the tone and the tenor of the president's remarks was uh, was different from what we have seen uh, w- with past presidents making, uh, you know, disclosures publicly about these kinds of, of covert operations uh, and raids and military operations and such. Um, I'd say a couple of things. One is that uh, he was uh, he was very much in the vein of of a reality TV spokesman. You know, that's obviously his background. He has a kind of a flair for, you know, if not embellishing or at least, you know, making grand, grand statements. Uh, and so he was providing a lot of details. He was describing the, the way in which um, al-Baghdadi uh, died, um, you know, screaming and things at the very end. And we don't know exactly uh, what the president saw, although he said that he and other top officials were seeing a, a direct video link feed of of the uh, the raid as it under as it was going. What was other what was also noticeable was the number, really the details that the president was providing, the operational details that he provided, uh, not only in his statement but then in the question and answer period he had yesterday with reporters who were in the room with him, and uh, it was a little bit more of a disclosure than we've seen in the past. And uh, the Pentagon obviously gave its uh, briefing today with a few more details, but in some ways the Pentagon wasn't as forthcoming (laughs) as the president was yesterday. It's fascinating. Greg Clugston is with us from SRN News, where he is the White House correspondent. And, and of course, with every major news story, um, there's always these tendrils. What what, what really struck me yesterday, Greg, was reading the the Washington Post headline, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, a stoor religious scholar at helm of Islamic State dies at 48. I mean, that's a heck of a way to to sort of frame a mass murderer. Right, like he was some kind of like academician who, you know, tripped and fell in the street. Sure. I mean, if you did listen to the president's remarks, and um, and even if you didn't, you would know this information if you've, um, you know, followed ISIS over these last number of years. But the president was detailing some of the, uh, you know, the atrocities and the violence that has taken place. uh, by ISIS and its affiliates, you know, whether it's the, the beheadings, the going after of Christians and uh, targeting the Yazidis and uh, burning uh, pilots in, in cages. I mean, uh, really, really awful stuff. Oh, and so here was the head of that organization, that terrorist group. And uh, there certainly are any number of people who, who, who don't, you know, wish you know, death on anyone or, you know, or, or harm in this way. But uh, there are 
there are people and individuals in this world that uh, are responsible for uh, a lot of bad things and atrocities. Yes. So then uh, let's move forward. So last night, of course, the president, uh, I'm sure, had to be feeling very good. It was a very successful day for him. And then uh, he appears at the World Series. And um, I think everybody sort of saw this coming in some way. Certainly that bubble was burst. Yeah, exactly. Now, the president didn't, uh, he didn't participate, for example, like in the throwing out of the ceremonial first pitch or, or anything. He wasn't down on the field or shaking hands with players and, and managers and things. He was up in a, in a suite in a box in the uh, Nationals Park Stadium. A few moments after, um, uh, I think he got there for the first pitch, but he wasn't formally announced um, on the PA, although they put his screen, his picture up on the big jumbo screen. And uh, when that happened, it was clear that um, everybody, um, you know, realized the president was in the building along with the person. Oops, I think we lost him. Hmm. Um, yeah, we lost him. That uh, was too bad that he we, fell were, apart. we were just getting to the rest of the World Series right. story. Want to try to reconnect? and uh, Because it's a fascinating story. Okay, so were you watching the World Series I when was. that happened? Yeah, I were, was, yeah. Were you as watching well. as well? Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. I mean... Uh, uh, on one hand, I say, yeah, you're the president of the United States. You have every right to go to a ball game and enjoy sure, yourself, course. right? Of course. Uh, but and I- the people who are there, of course, have a right to express themselves because, you know, there's free speech in America. Right. At the same time, I guess I'm just getting tired of a lack of manners all the way around. For everyone. For what? everybody. Yeah, yeah. For everybody. So, there, so, Greg, I'm sorry. So you dropped off. So, so there's the president uh, at, on the suite or in the suite, and then his photo comes up on the big jumbotron. Right, and there there was some applause, but there was also uh, fairly evident, fairly strong cascading of boos from the crowd. Um, you know, I, I'd say a couple of things about that. One, it's uh, it's it's not very good manners. No. I mean, it is the, it's the sitting president of the United States, and uh, there's nothing that requires us to um, like whoever is the elected president of the United States. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you can't show respect to the office of the uh, of the presidency, and there certainly was very little of that on display. And the other thing is, you've got a lot of federal workers, uh, government workers who you know who, who live obviously and work in the in the in the District of Columbia and the surrounding area and the nation's capital. And uh, sometimes the president will go, you know, will have strong things to say about government workers or the deep state, and so you just wonder if that has just. Uh, you know, created this, this, you know, this idea that, you know, the president is, is the enemy and uh, that, that kind of fed into that. That's right. too bad. And anything goes on either side of the aisle. So uh, just as a side note, are, are you a Nats fan? Greg? Or the local team. Uh, I'm sorry? But I'm sorry. I, you, Greg, you dropped out for a minute. The question was, are you a Nats fan? I'm a Nats. I'm rooting for the Nats, yes. Is yeah. that what you want me to answer? No, no. no. Yeah, yeah, I no. mean, I, we want you to be honest, Greg. I'm, I'm just, rooting for the. We. I was rooting for the Nats as well. I mean, I shouldn't oh, say I'm, it was. I'm definitely. Oh, I'm doing. Yes. Now, full disclosure. I grew up in Seattle. That's my hometown. Okay. So the Mariners, who, by the way, are the only team now that the Nationals have appeared in the World Series. The Mariners are the only team to have never made an appearance. What? In the World Series. What wow. a di- what wow. a distinguished title they hold. Then I'm Wait, sorry. Yeah. So I was I was <laughs> so the fact that I was living in the city where one of the teams of the two up until now yeah. didn't make it in, and then of course my hometown. But yes, because it's the local team, definitely rooting for the Nationals, and they've got their work cut out for them. They now, do, obviously. unfortunately. Yeah, Are you kidding shame. me? All right. So before you go, I got to ask you about John Kelly. So uh, former chief of staff for the president um, over the weekend, or perhaps it was Friday afternoon, um, some news reports came out that he had told the president, look, when I leave, don't hire a yes man, because if you do, you're going to be impeached. 
interesting. He was uh, speaking at a conference, I think it was maybe Georgia or South Carolina, and he was there with some other um, previous uh, former chiefs of staff, I think, at the White House, and they got talking about this. And so this was a very interesting comment. He was essentially saying, John Kelly was, that if I was still there, uh, the president wouldn't be in as much trouble as he's in. Of course, if you think back as to when, when John Kelly was there, it wasn't necessarily a smooth no, ride. No, there was a lot of trouble either. then, too. Yeah, and in fact, the president was asked about this, and uh, he, he he dismissed John Kelly's statement. He said, if John Kelly had told me that, I would have kicked him out the door or something to that effect. And so there's a little bit of he said, he said here, but it's a very interesting sentiment that um, essentially John Kelly is saying, uh, and to be honest, it's not, an, it's not a new idea or a new concern among, um, among people who uh, are worried or concerned about the president and his sort of impulses sometimes and, and wanting to have him surrounded by people who may say, hey, let's take another look at this idea or before we, we say this or tweet this. But uh, as we all know, as we've talked about for, uh, for months and months now, that's a very difficult task for anyone to do. Truly it is. Greg, what about uh, Charles Kupperman? Former deputy to former White House National Security Advisor John Bolton, who said he wouldn't testify. I almost forgot to ask you about that. What's the latest? Yeah, he was subpoenaed by House Democrats, was scheduled to testify today on the Hill. He did not show up. Okay. And the reason is he, he's, he's in a sort of a – he says he's in a legal quandary, basically. He has uh, the subpoena from House Democrats, but the White House wants him to claim immunity. He doesn't know which takes precedence. So he has actually asked a federal judge – to look at the issue and tell him, essentially, uh, whether the White House or the congressional subpoena uh, holds precedence. And he said that he would follow whatever the judge's ruling would be on that matter. Wow. All right, Greg. Well, it's always fascinating. Thanks an awful lot. Uh, You bring a measure of clarity to us. (laughs) And and a little baseball to boot, which Uh, is nice to talk about. We like that. Let's go Nats. Come on, it's an uphill climb. Greg Clugston, SRN News, White House correspondent. Information about Greg at wordfm.com. Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Regenerate me. Regenerate me. Please regenerate me. Why suffer with joint pain? There's a new treatment that offers more potential than stem cell therapy. At Regenerate Me Pittsburgh, now in Bethel Park, certified medical professionals offer advanced biological therapies, also known as ABT. A full recovery without surgery or drugs is possible. Get a complete diagnostic review plus your first treatment for just $100 for a limited time. See if you qualify. Call 412-851-3811. 412-851-3811. I'm Dr. Jeff Gooden, and I treat pain with Salon Pass. That's because practicing good medicine is my responsibility as a doctor. For back or joint pain, I agree with CDC guidance that recommends using topical pain relievers first, like Salon Pass Patch Large. Salon Pass is powerful, FDA-approved to relieve debilitating moderate pain, yet non-addictive and gentle on the body. Look for the green Salon Pass box in the pain relief aisle. Salon Pass. It's good medicine. 
This is the entertainment answer. HGTV superfans will rejoice when the network reunites the six Brady Bunch siblings to deck the halls and celebrate the merriest time of year in a very Brady renovation holiday edition. The holiday extravaganza features Food Network's Reed Drummond and HGTV's Jasmine Roth. Again, it's a very Brady renovation holiday edition on HGTV December 16th and re-airing on the Food Network Sunday, December 22nd. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. Guess what? Right now is the perfect time to get your house ready for the winter so you can sit back and enjoy the holidays. HomeAdvisor can help get you started. HomeAdvisor matches you to the right pro for the job in seconds. You can read reviews and even book appointments online. HomeAdvisor can help with any home project, big or small, painting, plumbing, even remodeling. So why wait? Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started on your next project. HomeAdvisor. Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma, here's to progress. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. PittsburghChristianSchools.net will help you locate true educational partners in Allegheny, Beaver, Butler, and Washington counties. PittsburghChristianSchools.net. Nice for this evening. Tonight will be mainly clear with a low near 50. Tomorrow is going to be a little warmer than today. Nice with partly sunny skies, near 70. It'll be partly cloudy with a low near 50 again tomorrow night. Tomorrow it'll be another nice and warm day, though sun will fade behind clouds. We'll reach 70 for a high, then look for some rain Wednesday night into Thursday. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. I think I'm getting the black lung pop. Sweetheart, are you sick? I think I'm sick. I'm gonna call and get off work tomorrow. You know, um, last week we want to thank everybody, part of our um, Bible League campaign. We had Michael Woolworth in studio. He's very, very, very nice guy. Very nice guy. But on the second day, he walks in here and he goes, "Hey, I think I'm really sick." Uh, <laughs> and listen, there have been so many people that have who have come in to the studio over the years and said, "Boy, I'm just not feeling well." And the first you could see John and I instantly shrivel because uh, right. exactly. No, it was much worse because than that. This is a soundproof room, right? We're locked in here. We there is so little ventilation in this place. It's amazing. You and I haven't contracted something like of great TB. seriousness, exactly. Right. So yeah, so our guest, you know, is in here for two hours. Goes. I'm not really feeling well. And he pulls out Kleenex and, you know, the sh- I'm like, oh, good grief. I know. This is going to. However, the good news was we did not. Whatever. Our immunity system still strong, Kath. Still, I, think it's because, it. I think it's because of my flu shot. Very I nice. think I got the flu shot and it just kicked me into another gear. I didn't get one And I'm yet. feeling super strong you, about you it. You guys don't know this. I've been giving you handshakes with essential oils on my hands. I think oh, because oh. you're protected. Are you putting that stuff on your feet <laughs> and then you're putting socks on and then That's you're going right. to sleep face you, down or wait something? Wait a second. You're That's an equal right. opportunity offender because I got a photograph of you <laughs> looking horrendous which i'm going to post on facebook which which brings me to the article i read today on uh, intercom (laughs) a survey says that nine in ten employees come to work sick oh please don't do that no no that nine in ten don't be a hero okay the account temp survey shows that 90 percent of the workers admitted going to work with cold or flu-like symptoms good even though the company told them if you're sick 
stay home. Fabulous. Okay, so let me go back to Michael Woolworth. Because in the same conversation, he said, you know, I flew to like Indonesia or someplace with the flu. Remember he told us that story? And then I thought for the other 190 people on the plane, they're very unhappy. What the heck? Yeah, I, I don't get it. If you're sick... What, is the world like floating on its axis? Because if you don't show up for work, are you going to miss that meeting? It's just going to fall okay, apart? Okay, so why do people go to work sick? I have no idea. I don't know why. Oh, why, come on. Why, of course you can figure I, it no, out I'm because not. your boss is going to look down on you that you're not that good of a worker if you don't show up. Really? Yeah. Listen to me. I mean, am I making this up? No, have I you mean, guys my, had jobs before? My, yeah. dad, my dad instilled that in me. What? You, If you're sick... You, you go, go to work, work really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going. Really. Well, a few years ago, Kath got sick of work. She she crumpled outside the boss's <laughs> office and lay on the ground. Literally lay on the ground. That's the want... only reason I could think, okay, I guess you have to go yeah. now. Okay. I, I just want you to know that yeah. was a low point. Oh, it was a super low point. And, was... then, and then one of the guys here, Darren picked her up in his big manliness and deposited her on the station love seat, which is kind of small because it's a love seat. Right. I remember being carried out there by Darren thinking, this is a dark time. Mm -hmm. I ran down the hall and (laughs) uh, there was a health care service up here at the time and I borrowed a wheelchair and we rolled you down and put you in your car. No, was, you put me in your car. My car. Then I was going to drive to the hospital. At the last second, at the Y in the road, <laughs> as I'm turning to the right to go to Oakland, you were like, no, take me home. I'm like, oh, good golly. Oh, the humanity. I, I, I was like, it's too sick, though. Like, how, nope. I how can't believe we're I, talking about this no, no, on the no, air. Listen, I took her home. This is a she got moment on that of great couch, personal distress. Sat there. I mean, it was, now become a story well, in the ride home. It's a good story. Just like some other narrative we tell. But, you know, you did not know that morning that you were going to, you know, no. You know, fall into no, a, a massive... No, it wasn't like I had a cold no, either. No. I mean, it was like a massive problem, which I really no. don't want to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But I bring that up because, you know, you, you were just a soldier. I was. But I don't need people... If you're sick, Mike, I don't care what your dad says. Stay at home, my okay, friend. Listen, <laughs> Stay 50, at home. Listen, don't 50, get... 54% of the people who yeah. were surveyed mm. said they're coming to work because they have too much work to do. How about this? Can you telecommute... Can you do that? That's the big thing now, isn't Listen, it? Everybody an- telecommutes. Another 40% say mm. they don't have very much sick leave, so they don't want to use it up. They want to wait until they're actually oh, yeah. really good sick and leave? sick. I think people, what, how much sick leave does the average person get? A couple Some of weeks? Some people don't get any sick leave. Any? You're Some never... people just get personal time. Okay, right. And I get then that. you have yeah, to use that. it however That's it is. Drag, well, yeah. even for people that just started their work and they didn't accumulate any hours. Like that happened to me. Like the third month I was here and I got... Oh yeah, you got oh, sick. I was I was out for like two weeks. To be fair, that I was did. Horrible. I questioned your work ethic at that point. I did you? I did. I did. did you? <laughs> Which is why <laughs> people go, why you go to work. work when they're sick. No, That's he right. took off. He didn't. He didn't bother coming to work. Yeah, but the fact that you were questioning his work ethic tells you yeah. why people do. All right. All so. right. Um, it found that workers under the age of forty are more likely to go to work when they're sick. Oh, what the millennials? <laughs> yep. Oh really? Just dang millennials. No, no, we're mm-hmm. tough. Uh, it's often because they. W- <laughs> Because they want to advance. I mean, I'm trying to read this story seriously. It's really hard with you two. Sorry. Uh, Quote, they could be feeling the pressure to perform at a higher level, no Mm. matter what's going on, so they can grow their careers and hopefully be up for that next promotion. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) Jason Sharon is with us in a few minutes. I'm asking Jason if he goes to work. He's a priest. He's going to work sick? I bet he is. I hope not. I bet he is. Stay home if you're still.
101.5 WORD. Your station for leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef. We preach the Christ who in his first coming he was born in a manger but in his second coming he will come with a rod of iron. We preach the Christ who in his first coming hang helplessly upon the cross but in his second coming he will sit on the throne of judgment. Dr. Michael Youssef passionately proclaiming uncompromised truth here on Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. Hey, non-attorney spokesperson. Beers Nachiwadi with Principal Office in Dallas, Texas is responsible for the content of this ad. This is an urgent message for anyone exposed to the herbicide Roundup and diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. The World Health Organization has designated Roundup weed killer as a probable human carcinogen. If you've come in contact with Roundup and have been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, you may be entitled to compensation. A free consultation is now available to discuss your options and help you understand your legal rights and actions. Call 800-546-1616. Roundup is the most widely used herbicide in the United States, and a California jury recently awarded $289 million to a landscaper who claimed Roundup gave him cancer. But time is limited to file a claim. If you worked with Roundup Weed Killer and have been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, call the Roundup Legal Helpline now. You could be entitled to significant compensation. Call 800-546-1616. That's 800-546-1616. 800-546-1616. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, Find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, WeatherTech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. Hey, this is Laura Story. Are you ready to deepen your faith on a spectacular week-long Alaska cruise? After you prepare your heart with worship led by Michael O'Brien and myself, Alistair Begg will be sharing from God's Word, and together we will renew our vision, purpose, and connection with Christ. We'll let Scripture steer our hearts as we explore God's eternal truths together. Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.com slash Alaska. You know, they say the best is yet to come. But to make that true for your retirement, you need a plan. We'll start by tuning in for Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10. Kurt and Ethan can help simplify the retirement planning process. No technical terms or calculations, no product pushing, just the information you need for retirement. Don't miss Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10 right here on 101.5 Word FM. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for coming along on Monday edition. Boy, it's so sunny. During the break, Kath had to get up and uh, first I put the blinds down, and then you followed through. And then I realized that you didn't do it well enough. Oh. I had to. No, no. no as long as you're it, happy, like it, I said. It, as long as Because it's all about you all the time. Listen, I'm doing the best I can. All of a sudden, there's so much glare that I can't even uh, see that there's a new mic around. So. Yeah, there. There we go. There we go. Jason Sharon is with us. I'm talking to Jace right now. We're just trying to get his headset set up. Jace, welcome back. Nice to be back. Always a pleasure. That's Father Jason Sharon. Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church, Carnegie PA. 
Uh, Jace, today is uh, or this is Respect Life Month. Is is October Respect Life Month or yes. November? October is Respect Life Month. Well, you so. came in just at the very end here. Yep. yep. That's right. Glad well, to have you. What does that mean, Respect Life Month? Well, it's the time of the year when we focus on uh, the right to life and uh, right. trying to encourage people to cultivate a culture of life and to choose life and to you know let the babies be born yeah. and to pray for them and to give witness uh, uh, for them. It's very difficult in today's age. We live in a culture of death, don't we? It is, but you know, uh, the, the, the most... Um, Beautiful flowers in the garden take the most work, you know, to cultivate. And I think it's the same with our victory, is that, uh, you know, the more we work for life, uh, the, the greater our, our reward will be uh, in, in, in the Lord's kingdom. Amen. Um, you know, if we go and we spend a life uh, times, you know, fighting for life where everyone believes in it, uh, I mean, that's, that's not a, a big reward. But when you're standing in a culture where uh, everything's against you, and you're fighting, you're willing to be the one sane voice standing up saying, choose life, I think your reward's going to be greater in that scenario. So that's that's where God's placed us, and it's great to be alive at this time, uh, you know, fighting for God and His His uh, the gift of life He's given us. Fabulous. I mean, I think the tide has turned, don't you? If you would have had this conversation 20 years ago and think about, you know, Roe v. Wade and, you know, where we are and the number of abortions that were on the rise, certainly abortions have fallen for any number of reasons. Mm-hmm. I, I believe— I think uh, education's made a big difference. I think ultrasounds have made mm-hmm. a huge difference. Um, I worked in a crisis pregnancy center, or you know, depending on how you look at women's network, for a long time. And when uh, ultrasounds came in, all of a sudden, you say that the visual doesn't matter until you see the visual, yeah, and right. you realize that it does matter. It's pretty right. shocking, right? It you is, see yeah. a ba- that it's hard to refute, no matter what people would say. That clearly is a baby in the belly. Yep, yep. But you know, it, it's it's one thing to have the scientific evidence before someone. Uh, it's another thing to to give that person hope, you know, the spiritual motivation they need to go through with it. Uh, because there is that segment of the population which, you know, they've seen the ultrasound images. They know what's there in their mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to refute it. But they, they lack the spiritual maturity to choose what's good and right and holy. And uh, uh, that's why it's so important to, to give testimony during this time of the year uh, and to advocate for people and to, to buttress them up and to assure them that you know they have the strength to, to choose life. Uh, I mean, I think of historically a number of, of cases where th- all hope seemed lost. You know, you think John Wesley, you know, the, right. the founder of the Methodist movement, and what a great revival he brought to uh, to England. Um, but you know, he was the fifteenth child of an itinerant, you know, poor preacher, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people would say, you know, by baby number thirteen, okay, you know, it's enough. Baby number fourteen, you know, you, you don't have a house over your uh, to put your family in, and mm-hmm. along comes baby number fifteen. And uh, you know, Susanna and and um, uh, the, the 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 father, I forget his name. They they said, no, we're going to have this baby, and uh, that was John Wesley. You know, so no matter how bleak a situation might be, choose life. You know, let God let God be God and arrange all the, the ducks. Let Him line that yes, stuff up. I'm into that. You know, so as we talk about Respect Life Month, often, of course, because we're believers, we're, we're thinking about the baby in the womb. But the fact of the matter is, you know, on, on the other end of life, there's been a, a rise worldwide in. Euthanasia, where, you know, just, uh, what was it, last week, last week, right, there was an Olympian or a Paralympian who was fetid, uh, the poor woman had terminal uh, illness, and she decided to take her own life. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we are in, you know, 21st century, we can control things, and it hasn't hit the United States widely, but certainly in Europe and other parts of the world, people, does, people can say, 
I'm ending my life. I'm going to commit suicide here. And the government will often assist in that. Well, absolutely. And, and ideas have consequences. And this idea that, you know, you abolish God and then we're free. Well, that's not the case. You abolish God and the government becomes the God. And the 20th century was, was a testament to that. You know, you look at the first country that legalized abortion was a communist Soviet Union, you know. And, uh, or some people say it was actually Albania, but it's a moot point. They were both, sure. you know, uh, uh, communist regimes. There was no God. So the government decides uh, who lives and who doesn't. Uh, at the beginning of the spectrum of life, in the middle of the spectrum of life, and at the end of the spectrum of life. Um, so I know back in my native Canada, back uh, I, I've been involved in the pro-life movement for a long time, but I remember back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, uh, people were saying it's only a matter of time that they allow euthanasia. And, and people were, oh, you're fear-mongering. And then sure enough, now in Canada, uh, it, it's, it's, it's legalized. I was speaking to really? a man here in Pittsburgh. He went back to Ontario. Uh, his wife is from Ontario, and they went back uh, two weeks ago. His mother-in-law was uh, passing away. And, uh, you know, it was a case of where the, the medical community expedited it um, to, to make it happen, to save the bills, you know, and so the government doesn't have to pay as much. But, uh, I mean, that's kind of depressing. But the fact is, is that no matter how down and horrible something may seem, is that if we have as our default life, yes. to choose life, yes, it's, then, then yep. God can work with a miracle. God can work miracles out of that. And, um, you know, I, I preached about this a couple of weeks ago, and I, I, I did some background studies, and I read about uh, Ethel Waters. Do you, any of you know who Ethel Waters is? I didn't know who she was either. But she was, like, the greatest uh, gospel singer of the uh, first half of the 20th century. And uh, she was the, the, the product of a rape. Her 13-year-old mother, Black, was raped by, uh, like, a 40-year-old white man. Um, and uh, it was up in, up in the northern United States not in the South. And uh, that 13-year-old girl, with the help of her parents, you know, gave birth to this little girl, conceived through rape, and uh, prayed and worked to give that little girl the best she could. Well, that little girl grows up to become, you know, Ethel Waters, who, um, if your listeners don't know who she is, uh, you know, go on the on, online and, and read about Ethel Waters. She became a great, a great singer and a, a gospel singer, and she became uh, one of the great followers of uh, Billy Graham. And she would go around the country because yeah, he, he was instrumental in her conversion. And uh, she would open for his uh, revivals with her you know, sonorous voice. And uh, um, out of a horrible situation came an angel of a person. Mm. Fabulous. Jason Chiron is with us. And uh, Jason, you're a Catholic priest. And I'm sure people go, well, yeah, it's, you know, it's easy for a Catholic priest to say that. He doesn't have a family to raise. So no bills, no children, no worries. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, you come from a, a different perspective as a Catholic. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talk right now, should priests be married or celibate? Well, the fact is, is that, you know, the Catholic Church has allowed married priests for, you know, 2,000 years, and in the Eastern eastern rites of the Catholic Church, which I happen to belong to, and uh, my, my lovely wife, Helena, the joy of my life, uh, she's expecting our seventh child, and, uh, you Seven know, babies. Yeah, not all at once, though, John. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we're generous with the Lord, but not that generous. You know, just give them to us one at a time. You know, spread it over you know, 18 years. But uh, yeah, so so yeah, it, it is uh, you know an onerous responsibility. Surely to, it is. Uh, bring life in and seven to, children. To raise them, but it, it's there's it's it's outweighed by the joy of it. Yeah. You know. Wonderful. Yeah. That's the hard thing, though, because when we talk about the joy that there is in children, we've already had children. And so we it's easier to look back 
and to say, you know what, I'm so happy that I had that child. It's very hard when you're the young woman and you're in the midst 16 of it all. or you're poor or you're alone mm. or you've been violated or whatever it is to real to be able to say, I'm going to keep this baby. Mm-hmm. It's much, much harder for them it's a deep act than, of courage. It, than it is for us. And so I guess it's just important for all of us to realize that when we talk about abortion, it's not just an issue where we're talking about voting or it's some kind of like theory out in the ether. Like this is actual people, actual girls, actual women who are suffering, who are afraid, and they need somebody to come alongside them. That's the only way that they're going to be able to do it. And so if you're at home listening to this and you're thinking maybe I could be that person, then say yes and go to a crisis pregnancy center and say, I want to be the person that supports a young woman who needs me. Wonderful. So, Jason, uh, here we are almost at the end of October. Hard to believe it's the Thursday's the last day of October. So uh, have you been talking and preaching and praying about Respect Life Month? What's been going on? Oh, talking and doing. You know, just yesterday, my parish had its um, its scheduled slot over at uh, in front of the Planned Parenthood on Let Liberty Avenue with Wonderful. 40 Days for Life. Uh, which is a great organization, Catholics, Protestants, anyone who just loves life, come down and pray and bear peaceful witness. And, uh, we, you know, they've saved babies every year here in Pittsburgh. Babies are saved through the witness of these uh, great men and women. So, uh, yeah, we've been bearing testimony there. And then in front of our church, we have uh, 60 white crosses we've planted uh, for every uh, baby that's killed every 30 minutes in this country through abortion. Uh, so people drive by, they see the white crosses, and uh, it, I hope it pricks their conscience. Um, and then, uh, uh, of course, pray. At every service, we're always praying for a culture of life and for those who work uh, in defense of marriage, life, and family in this land and throughout the world. And we need both, prayer and work, not either or. It's a both-and approach. Yeah. We need that advocacy. Jason, thanks an awful lot. Hey, before you leave us, uh, talk to us about uh, Holy Trinity. Well, we're a, a community of people who are uh, struck by the power of Christ's resurrection, and that's this, the transformative event. And uh, we try to come together every Sunday to refocus on that transformative truth that mm-hmm. he came among us, and in the worst of circumstances, he was there, and he rose again. And uh, that is what he offers us if we confess his name. Amen to that. Jason, always a pleasure, friend. Thanks for stopping by today to talk to us about Respect Life Month. Jason Sharon, he is uh, the pastor, Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, PA. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to word listeners everywhere. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Now you can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, MyPillow is bringing back their popular BOGO offer for all MyPillows. That's right. Buy one MyPillow, get another absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free for all MyPillows. 
Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great radio specials. That's 800-391-0954 or MyPillow.com. Promo code WORD. This is the Entertainment Answer. What is on our Oscar radar this week? Well, it's the new biopic, Harriet, from Focus Features. It's the extraordinary tale of Harriet Tubman's escape from slavery and transformation into one of America's greatest heroes. Her courage, ingenuity, tenacity, all freed hundreds of slaves and changed the course of history. These inspirational stories are so important to me, especially in today's climate. Look for Harriet in theaters, rated PG-13. For this Entertainment Answer, I'm Matt Mungle. Hey, Mike. How's the house coming along? (sighs) Needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The AC just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask HomeAdvisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, HomeAdvisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. HomeAdvisor. Once upon a time, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? Now, there's Salem Surround, delivering customers with targeted digital marketing. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. On Thursday night, this man and his wife came into this restaurant called Mama Catina Vino e Cucina in Euclid, Ohio. That <laughs> Holy sounds heck. like. Well, say it again. That's a, that's a big uh, title. Mama Catina Vino e Cucina. Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. A little poetry there. Apparently, it's an authentic Italian restaurant operated mm. by two sisters, Rena and Fran. They've worked at this place for 30 years, and Samantha Meyer is a waitress, and she's worked at the restaurant since she was 15. Nice. So she waited on this couple. Okay, they were from out of town. They ordered three appetizers, wine, and one entree. Mm -hmm. So when uh, the waitress, Samantha Meyer, served the diners up their bill, it was $92. The man left her a $100 tip. Not a $100 total with the 92, but he left her a $100 tip. Very sweet. So- God bless her. The waitress turned around and said, I think you made a mistake. And you you just left me a $100 tip. And the man said, I didn't make a mistake. You were wonderful. This place is wonderful, and I'd like you to have a good night. And so the woman got so choked up. She was so grateful about it. <laughs> and then there was some more conversation, and uh, the man decided that for the road, for they were going to stay overnight at a hotel. Yeah. Um, he and his wife wanted to order a uh, $30 bottle of wine. So they did that. Okay. okay so they ordered so. But when the bill came out for the $30 bottle of wine to Samantha Meyer, he gave her a $970 tip. What? What? He said, make the tab an even thousand. Holy smokes. And Samantha Meyer said, I was so shocked. I actually ran outside to catch them because I didn't know what to do with that type of generosity. (laughs) I just showed him the receipt and he said, I know. I want you to have a good night. So turn around, go back inside and know that I'm happy to do it. Fabulous. A $1,000 tip. What? On a $130 bill. Mm -hmm. Holy smokes. I mean, waiters and waitresses all over the country. You can applaud. Isn't that great? You can wait on a lot of tables and, you know, never have anything close to that. That's really good. She said, you have no idea. I was walking up to that table all night thinking, I have so much I have to pay for in the next week. 
It was some sort of miracle that that man tipped like that at that time. God works in mysterious ways, you know. Unbelievable. Well, you know what? I mean, she obviously is a terrific waiter. Yeah, right? she 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 did a great job yeah. at her job. Yeah. And I always try to reward wait staff when they do a good job. When they do a good I job, of course. I always try to do that. It's you know, it looks easy, but a good waiter that's a very, very difficult job. But you know what makes me mad? Hmm. You know how you go up to the counter, you're ordering at a, not a place where a waiter is going to bring your food, but you're ordering at a counter? I hate when the thing comes up, do you want to tip them? Oh, me too. That makes that's me... That's standard. What is that? I don't know. Can we stop with that? That's You know what that is? That's electronic peer pressure. I don't... That is wrong. Don't you think? That is wrong. Well, I mean... I feel like I'm being like peer pressured and pushed into the... That's just how it up, is. I'm standing up and saying no. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The House will take a vote this week to formalize Democrats' impeachment inquiry amid President Trump's criticism that the probe is illegitimate. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says the step is being taken to, quote, eliminate any doubt about the process as the administration tries to block witnesses and withhold documents. White House spokesman Hogan Gidley responds. He's done nothing wrong. The only reason they want to move forward with this is because they hate Donald Trump so much and because they want to overturn the uh, free and fair elections of 2016. But those two reasons are not reasons to try and impeach a president. But that's what they're trying to do. And quite frankly, with this announcement, uh, and, you know, we're not going to be able to see all the text probably until tomorrow. But the simple fact is this is an admission by Speaker Pelosi that what she's been doing to this point has been a complete sham. Gidley spoke to the Salem Radio Network. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Attention homeowners! Dreaming about that home improvement project? With a strong housing market, chances are your home's value has gone up. And with a 15-year fixed interest rate of just 2.75% with a 3.005% APR, a cash-out refinance from Cash Call Mortgage could lower your interest rate and give you the cash you need for those home improvements. At Cash Call Mortgage, we're a direct lender and we can close your refi in as fast as 20 days with no upfront deposit. If you qualify, we'll even pay your closing cost. Whether it's for home improvements, getting rid of debt, or just putting away extra money for that inevitable rainy day. Cash Call Mortgage could mean achieving two great financial moves with just one call. The cash you need now and a lower interest rate. For a free quote to see if you qualify, call Cash Call Mortgage at 800-990-6947. That's 800-990-6947. 800-990-6947. The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit and the way you love for all that you are the forevermark tribute collection a diamond for each of your qualities forevermark 
Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nego Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Regenerate me. Regenerate me. Please regenerate me. Why suffer with joint pain? There's a new treatment that offers more potential than stem cell therapy. At Regenerate Me Pittsburgh, now in Bethel Park, certified medical professionals offer advanced biological therapies, also known as ABT. A full recovery without surgery or drugs is possible. Get a complete diagnostic review plus your first treatment for just $100 for a limited time. See if you qualify. Call 412-851-3811. 1-2-8-5-1-3-8-11. Do you enjoy helping others? Consider a career at Accessibility's Home and Community Services. As a leading provider of in-home care for people with disabilities since 1954, Accessibilities is dedicated to quality care. Flexible schedules, 100% employer-paid health premiums, competitive dental and vision plans, and paid time off are just a few reasons to consider Accessibilities. Visit accessibilities.org or call 724-832-8272 today. Accessibilities is an equal opportunity employer. Nice for this evening. Tonight will be mainly clear with a low near 15. Tomorrow is going to be a little warmer than today. Nice with partly sunny skies, near 70. It'll be partly cloudy with a low near 50 again tomorrow night. Tomorrow, it'll be another nice and warm day, though sun will fade behind clouds. We'll reach 70 for a high, then look for some rain Wednesday night into Thursday. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Fabulous, isn't it? Just a gorgeous autumn afternoon. I tell you, put this in a bottle just to bring it back sometime in February or March. Just really wonderful out there. Hope that you're good today for the Monday edition of The Ride Home. Now, thanks for being with us as you make your way uh, throughout this uh, evening. So, uh, I think a lot of us woke up yesterday to the news, and then some of us tuned in to uh, the television to see President Trump's um, uh, presser, presser, yeah, um, press uh, conference about what had happened uh, with the uh, killing of Abu Bakir al Baghdadi, who is the Islamic State's uh, terrorist in chief. Uh, it was a, a fascinating, former. yeah, former, yes, a fascinating press conference with the president. As always, he speaks freely and from the hip. Uh, but then later on, of course, all the major news medias, the you know New York Times, Washington Post, and whatnot, they fashion their headlines to go deeper and sort of obituaries in some way. Now, the Washington Post, they were criticized roundly for their headline, which is, Kathy, you have the headline I here? I sure do. Uh, it said this, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, austere religious scholar at helm of Islamic State dies at 48 austere religious scholar here's a man who is a butcher was a butcher enough there is not enough adjectives in the book that could describe the horror and terror that he rained down upon people around women men children yes i mean just an absolute horror of a person and the washington post decided to call him austere religious scholar that tells really? you all you need to know about how far we've gone off the rails. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. That is, and how about 
dies at 48. Right. I mean, for crying out loud, he didn't just, you know, have a heart attack. Right. He was cornered by a sophisticated operation of the U.S. military and blew himself up with three of his children. Right. That tells I mean, you what you need to know. This headline is, is comp- I, the Washington Post had to come out and apologize. As well they should. I mean, you see this more often than not. And of course, always, and this is how it works in, you know, in journalism for the, for the dailies, that the people who write the articles are not the actual headline writers. That is a different department. But still, to be so tone deaf to call someone an austere religious scholar when in fact he was a mass murderer of the highest order is just unbelievable. I'm reading from the USA Today. As of Monday morning, the headline had been changed to Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, extremist leader of Islamic State, dies at 48, which I think is still, still a terrible not, headline. Of course it is. I think that's still a terror. It just doesn't explain what happened. Now, the article did go on to say that al-Baghdadi encouraged followers to commit acts of violence and terror and... You know, also perhaps the most wanted terrorist leader in the world and at the very top of the list since the death of Osama bin Laden. Tell it like it is. I mean, just say it. Just say what it is. What was in it for them that they would sugarcoat something like that? Okay, a spokesperson for the paper, Christine Karate Kelly, tweeted, quote, Regarding our al-Baghdadi obituary, the headline should never have read that way and we changed it quickly. Well, then, if it never should have changed that way, how did it make its way to... To viewership. Right. I mean, there, there definitely should, there should have been a path that it went through. And if it did go through a path at the Washington Post, again, it's just like the deal with the New York Times. It's just like the audio of the, you know, the editor in chief talking to all the reporters. And you realize ev- it's like an echo chamber right. there, right? Everybody thinks the same thing. I remember, so, you know, I mean, it's just not, it's not journalism. It's not news. It's just, it's the, it's, I thought the whole thing is really different. Do you remember when there were once great schools of journalism yes, in this Yes, of country? course I remember great right? schools of journalism. I mean, Northwestern would be the first that's one that exactly comes to my it. head. I knew a, a friend uh, who in his senior year was accepted to Northwestern. And that was a huge deal. It was gigantic. Right. There was great celebration. He was on his way to becoming a prize journalist. Right. Now... I don't know if that exists. And he, and the reason why it doesn't exist is because everybody feels the need to share an opinion. Now, I don't care whether you're a big fan of the president or you hate the president, but I would just like to hear a story about what happened. And not, if I want to read what your opinion is, I'm going to turn to the op-ed page. Yeah, I don't need to read that big on the difference. front page. Everything is so amped up. Gosh. Yeah. I don't know. I hate it. It's, it's an awful lot, isn't it? It's, I I. I don't like what it does to me emotionally and psychologically. I definitely don't like what it does to other people as well. And I feel like each one of us, we're just daily tempted to get into that, right? Yeah. To take a side, to be filled with hatred, to be filled with resentment, to feel like our whole job in life is to get one person out, whoever that person is, whoever yep. your person is that you hate the most. And it's horrible because, you know, that's an easy default, right? I mean, it's easy to get angry. It's easy to be cynical. Mm-hmm. It's easy to be ugly, right? You know the condition of your own heart. Right. So that's easy to fall into that. How are we not called to a higher standard? Right. And think about how hard it is to build anything. I mean, if you're trying to build, you know, a house for your dog in the backyard, or if you're trying to build a house for yourself, or if you're trying to build a business, we try to build a radio show, whatever it is that you're trying to build, it's so hard. Ruining something 
is the easiest thing in the sure world. Sure is, right. Easy, anybody can ruin something. Knock things down, piece right. of cake. So yeah. all we're doing in society is we're walking around verbally like crazy people just ruining things. Mm-hmm. And none of us are, 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 dis, are showing that we have the ability to pay enough attention to one thing and focus enough to build something that right. matters. Shouldn't we be people that are trying to build things? Uh, well, we are called as believers in Jesus Christ to build the kingdom, right? To be part of that. So our goal is to be kind, be loving, be yes. uplifting, right? Look, to be of a different look, substance. Look for positive things and let God handle the judgment. Yeah, I'm into that. God is the judge. Let him do it. All else is uh, beside the point. Say, so, Of course, uh, yesterday we've been talking about this, um, the anniversary, the one-year anniversary of the Tree of Life Massacre in Squirrel Hill. When we come back, we'll speak um, with a rabbi, and uh, Rabbi Aaron Bisno will be with us to talk about anti-Semitism, the intervening year, and what happened on that morning, all that straight ahead. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. Always a pleasure to be with you. We'll see you in just a few minutes on the flip side. Hey, don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and so you've got some important decisions to make today. Look, we all know Medicare is confusing, but Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you've got your questions, and they've got the answers you're looking for. So before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for another year? Are you thinking about your Advantage plan and has it changed terms? What premiums are going up next year and by how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or should you just drop it? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. It's a plan that's focused not just on cost, but on quality, with lower deductibles and co-pays little to none. So why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Call 724-884-1496 and find out more about Todd Marley and Marley Financial. MarleyFG.com. 101.5 WORD. One was a hated tax collector, another an impulsive political zealot. Several were ordinary fishermen. They certainly weren't the stained glass saints we imagine, but under Jesus' teaching, they became a force that forever changed the world. To see how Jesus transformed the 12 disciples, stay here as John MacArthur continues his study, The Master's Men, this week on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Breaking news to share. Hi, it's Michael with Bible League International, and in recent days we've learned that the largest evangelical church in Algeria has been shut down by force by the military. In China, one of the largest evangelical churches outside of Beijing toppled, no reason given, no advance notice. And in India, on the eve of the 50th anniversary of a church's celebration there, the government toppled that church, no advance notice, again, no reason given, they had a big celebration planned, and that's how the Hinduistic national government looks at Christianity. There's no room for it there, and many of these Christians cannot access the Bible. And as I travel the world and I meet Christians who are persecuted and do not have a Bible, they never ask for an end to the persecution. They're praying for perseverance and endurance, and that's why Bible League and Word FM have partnered to send Bibles to nearly 5,000 Christians. Hey, we're getting there, but still far from our goal. $5 sends a Bible. How many can you 
sin by calling 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, or give it wordfm.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Yesterday was the one-year anniversary of the Tree of Life Massacre in Squirrel Hill. You think about what happened on that morning, uh, the horror of those those innocents, and uh, happy to have that one-year anniversary come upon us and now in some ways, some small slight way, in the rearview mirror. Because what what goes on in a person's um, in, in mind when they lose someone, someone near and dear to them, that first year, of course, is extremely difficult. It is fraught with uh, emotional landmines. So as we've gone through this in this last uh, several days or so, important to mark it, important to talk about it, to pray about it, to think about it, to be in community with others who are also like-minded in that heartbreak. Rabbi Aaron Bisno is with us. Rabbi Bisno holds the Francis F. and David R. Levin Senior Rabbinic Pulpit at Rodef Shalom in Squirrel Hill. Rabbi Bisno has been with the congregation since 2004. Rabbi Bisno is the ninth rabbi to lead the temple since its founding in 1856, and he joins us now. Rabbi, welcome to the show. Hi, good to be with you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. Rabbi, I was thinking back, as we all were, to a year ago yesterday, and I was thinking of how shocked I was. We were were all shocked, but I think the thing that I was most disappointed with in myself is that I thought if someone would have asked me, what's the problem with anti-Semitism in Pittsburgh? I would have said, oh, it's not that big of a deal. And perhaps that was just me being naive. Talk about your experience with anti-Semitism in Pittsburgh. Was that experience last year a shock and a surprise to you? It was a shock. It was a shock that that, that, that it came so close, that it came, came to our hometown, um, that it wasn't something that was actually in the rearview mirror. I don't think it's everywhere. I don't think it's anywhere. But it's any time it can happen, and it, it happened here. Yes. So this last year, Rabbi, I mean, when you think about this, and, and Pittsburgh being Pittsburgh, and of course you can speak to this very clearly, this outpouring of support and, and grief, the community has gathered around and really been uh, you know, Pittsburgh, as only Pittsburgh can be. But, but I wonder about the shooting, how has it changed the community? Uh, as you gather together on Saturdays to worship, what's that like for you and for the people that you're ministering with? And I, I think maybe even more so, what about your own family, you know, your wife and your children? How has that worked in your life as well? So it's interesting. It, it uh, certainly has given us a greater sense of, of vulnerability, of mortality, of humility in the face of things that we can't control. But the truth is, the story of Pittsburgh, and I speak of it that way as you have, because outside of our city, that's how everyone else refers to that event of October 27, 2018, as Pittsburgh, the same way as we speak of Newtown or right. Orlando or right, Charleston or Las Vegas. And we've joined that list, that American acrostic, of all these cities that have had these acts of gun violence such that innocents are now, now dead and lost. 
And so we joined that that list, that litany of of, uh, of crime scenes. And yet, the story of Pittsburgh, I think, is not the story of one misguided anti-Semite, one misanthrope on a particular morning, but rather the way in which our community responded, which is unique in, in the story of Jewish history. When a synagogue or a Jewish community is attacked, for the entire community, the, 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 the Catholic priests and the Protestant clerics and the political officials and the first responders and all of our neighbors to come out and stand alongside the wounded Jewish community. It's the first time that's happened in Jewish history, and that's the story of Pittsburgh. That's what we'll remember. Wow. So how how do you experience both things? That has to be so gratifying, while at the same time you're grieving. How do you process both of those things? It, you have to hold both in, 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 in your mind and in your hands at the, at the same time. It's a, it's a paradox, right? Our vulnerability... Our, our insignificance and yet the glory of having been been created and have the potential to bring healing and help to other people yes uh, into, into the world both are true both are true Rabbi, I, I think about this on Sunday morning whenever I'm at church and I'm sure now you know you and uh, other people uh, that you worship with as well you know there, there you are uh, in and you're worshiping and of course those 11 people who were murdered, uh, they speak to it more clearly than anything. You're so vulnerable because you are worshiping. And for, I think before this, it was probably the last thing you're thinking about. But to think about a madman coming into uh, your house of worship and, and opening fire, I mean, so have there been... Have there been changes? Because I, I, the last thing I, I don't I don't want you know to have armed gunmen at, at the door, you know. Uh, right. As we, but at the same time, you also want to be uh, present and vulnerable before you become forward to the to the Lord of the universe. Right. So the reality is that we do now have um, armed sentry. We have guards uh, at the doors, and and that's true for many synagogues, current Jewish congregations around the country, certainly around. Around Pittsburgh, they they take that vulnerability much more seriously and have ramped up in order to reassure everybody that when you come in here, you're Good. you're in a safe place and you can leave that thinking to to other people. Right. Good. Well, that's, that's good. That, that that is a reality. We've had to invest in those in those 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 those, those personnel as well as infrastructure things that may secure us that fortify the building. Rabbi Aaron Business with us. He holds the Francis F. and David R. Levin Senior Rabbinic Pulpit at Rodef Shalom in Squirrel Hill and has been with the congregation since 2004. Rabbi Bisno is the ninth rabbi to lead the temple since its founding in 1856. Um, rabbi Bisno, talk about... Uh, anti-Semitism in general. Uh, you know, I, I confessed at the beginning of this segment that I would never have thought that there was anti-Semitism in Pittsburgh. I mean, I was obviously too sheltered and wasn't aware. Um, I'm sure that's not a luxury that you can afford. But talk about your experience and what you, how you look at it going forward. I think we found that, that anti-Semitism shows up every so often in, 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 in different places in response to a feeling of um, alienation, uh, fear, uh, political disenfranchisement, dis- disfranchisement, um, where where people want to blame somebody else for what the ills of society are, and we had also imagined in the Jewish community that that had largely been left behind. Um, it, it seems that that's not the case. But we should be clear that a rise in anti-Semitism, which in absolute numbers of of incidents is on is going up tracks directly one-to-one with a rise in hate crimes across society. 
people of color are victims of, of hate crimes, religious minorities, sexual minorities, all kinds of vulnerable populations are all seeing that uh, their attacks are, are, are going up. Right. Um, and, and so it's scary across the across the, 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 the spectrum and something we all must take responsibility for. Yes. So then in this past year, Rabbi, as you've uh, intersected, of course, with people uh, outside of your, you know, your community, what is it, you know, as believers, as, as Christians here, what is it that we need to know or what is it that we can do to, to combat anti-Semitism? I mean, are people of the word, people of the book, we're, we're deeply intertwined here. And, of course, we want to be supportive of this and, and at the same time, you know, be bold and true to where we are in our faith perspective. Right. So I think all of our faith traditions have come out uh, in opposition or today recognize the, the scourge and the pernicious nature of xenophobia, of, of hatred of others, of fear of, of the stranger, as opposed to loving the stranger. And what we need to be doing is meeting each other, getting to know each other, taking down the, 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 the walls that separate us, and returning to the ideals of, of our respective faith traditions, each of which preach the universal message of all of us having been created in the image of God and everyone being deserving of unmitigated, infinite regard and and worth. Rabbi, talk about hope and healing before you leave us. Talk about um, okay. how you see um, God working in your congregation, in your community. So I keep coming back, particularly in the days right after the attack uh, and the murders of October 27th, the Tree of Life, to the image of um, the, the kiln, the, 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 the furnace in which uh, steel was forged when this city was manufacturing steel and sending it out. And in that crucible, uh, the, the steel is strengthened. And we also find that through adversity and through challenge, when we pull together, we're stronger in what we can accomplish when we, when we work together, when we're there to support each other, to celebrate with one another, and to share each other's sorrows. And that's as simple as it gets, is that being there for one another, representing God to each other, and rep- recognizing the godly in each other. Mm-hmm. Is the way in which we strengthen community. Yes. So then, Rabbi, I, I drive by Tree of Life uh, almost daily. It's part of my commute. Sure. And, and I wonder, you know, I've, I've heard different people talk about, you know, uh, will um, some of the congregations go back in? Will the building be destroyed? Um, I, I do hope it's not destroyed. I, I, I believe that it should stand there as a symbol that, that the, the, the love will endure mm-hmm. and that, you know, people will not be sh- fearful of, of, of gathering together in community to, to worship God. So do, do you have any insight on that? Well, I, I, sh- I share your hopes that, that, that the Tree of Life building and the Tree of Life congregation, the ethos of the communities that worship there will continue. My understanding is the Tree of Life congregation is committed to reopening, perhaps in a new partnership or new relationship with Chatham, which is just across the street, Chatham University, as, as well as with the Holocaust Center of, of Greater Pittsburgh. So we'll see what comes of it. Uh, my my suspicion is that it won't be exclusively a synagogue, but may be a center for uh, for Jewish worship as well as interfaith, nonviolent understanding. I hope so. Yes. Well, Rabbi, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, we appreciate you coming here today to talk to us about this, and uh, peace be with you. Uh, shalom to you and to, to everyone you thank meet you. today. And to you and your listeners, too. Shalom. Many thanks. Rabbi Aaron Bisno, uh, who joined us here, the uh, senior rabbinic pulpit at Rod of Shalom in Squirrel Hill. Thank you so much. We'll take a break, come back. We've got more ahead. Stick around. It's the Monday edition of The Ride Home. And, uh, oh, happy birthday to Bill Gates. We're going to talk about him and his particular worldview of how he's helping to make things better. 
does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade with over 50 professionally certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community with results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, WeatherTech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention. So many ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out for the resources and know-how to make it all work. There's Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com surroundpittsburgh.com connecting you with new customers it's a question that every high school junior and senior dreads to hear so what do you want to do with your life and different students respond to it different ways so you'll have some students that are going to apply to 10 different schools right and then you're going to have another kid that's going to go to one school and it's going to steal their heart and they're going to say forget the other and i just want to apply there But you want to do due diligence. You do want to do due diligence, but there is something about the heart connection that some students get. I remember the first time my daughter went to Grove City College, she'd already visited two schools, but she went to that one. I'm telling you, she was there for three hours. She came home and she said, I already decided that's where I want to go. Now, it's not going to be that way for everybody, but a lot of students are going to get to a place and think, this is the one for me. And the same thing happened in our family. One visit, it fit right. And he was off to the races. So whether you're going to go the 10 school route or you're going to go the one school route that steals your heart, the point is make one of those trips to Grove City College. Without a doubt. You know, in this world today, it is hard, chaotic. We are navigating things in the culture that are beyond our generation. So you want to make sure that your son or daughter is embedded in a great place, surrounded by wonderful people who have a strong Christian worldview and use that worldview uh, in a way that is deeply intellectual. That's why we say Grove City College, online, gcc.edu. Nice for this evening. Tonight will be mainly clear with a low near 15. Tomorrow's going to be a little warmer than today. Nice with partly sunny skies, near 70. It'll be partly cloudy with a low near 50 again tomorrow night. Tomorrow, it'll be another nice and warm day, though sun will fade behind clouds. We'll reach 70 for a high, then look for some rain Wednesday night into Thursday. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. Oh, today is your birthday. Yeah, uh, happy birthday to Bill Gates. 63 today. 63? I Very nice. Uh, sorry, I, I was supposed to ask you. I always do that. I yeah, always say, do. how old do you think they are? I was going to say I didn't early know. 60s. I didn't have any idea. But 63? That's, that sounds good. Maybe 60. 
I don't know. Maybe a little older. I'm looking through my stack of stuff. It might be a little bit older. Uh, 64. 64. It's mm-hmm. like the Beatles song, right? I mean, that's... When right? I'm 64. Yeah. I've, are you, you proud of me that me? I knew that? That uh, what? You found you found that, that I, in your stack of papers? No, that I just oh, remembered Beatles a Beatles song. Because you're a Beatles hater. I am. Okay. okay. Um, so we've been talking about Bill Gates off and on over the last couple of weeks because yeah. I'm telling you, this Netflix documentary, it's only Please. three parts on his life. And not it's on his life, but it's about it's his it's work. Called, it's called Bill Gates' brain. Mm-hmm. It's just about how he thinks. It is just ten out of ten. Yeah, it's you have to see this. It really is. I mean, you know what I take. The guy is uh, no, it's no surprise. He's a sponge. Yep. I mean, he, he just wants to know as much as he can about everything that he encounters. And he looks like a very decent, kind guy. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of hard, you know, you, you want to look at Bill Gates and, you know, read between the lines and the headlines and go, what what is a multi-billionaire really like? But by all accounts, he looks like a pretty oh my decent gosh. person. I mean, he's he's a weird guy. He'd have to be a weird guy. if you're that smart, you're weird. Yeah. I mean, he is epically intelligent, motivated disciplined i i just All those things. i i can't get enough of it and what i love is with his immense wealth that he has accumulated that he has obviously worked hard for and earned he's not happy to hoard it he's trying to find every way possible to deal with complex problems mm-hmm. that aff- affect human beings and i've got to tell you in the first episode i heard him talking about how diarrhea afflicts children in Africa and how he could not get over how many children die from diarrhea in Africa. And he thought, now, if my daughter had diarrhea, she wouldn't die. No. So what? This what's is, the problem? Here? What's the problem? How, how do how, we work this? How do we work this? And he would not rest until he figured out a way to work it. And I felt ashamed that that, that issue didn't bother me a fraction as much as it bothered him. Right. Because somebody brought it to his attention, they sat down, explained it to him, and then he picked up the thread yeah, but, and then did all his yeah, research. But here's the thing. Nobody brought it to his attention like, hey, you're smart and rich, you should do something. It was he and his wife sitting around reading the paper. Right. And they were like, what, did you know this? And she said, I didn't know this. And they had this conversation. The cool thing is you get some insight into that marriage as well. Yep. And you see you know, her, Melinda, right? Yes. Melinda Gates. She was one of the first 10 employees. Right. And the, only woman, the only woman who sat. And then there was a, uh, what, uh, some sort of dinner party. She sat down next to him. And at the time, you know, that whole Bill Gates mystique, that, that wasn't happening. No. But clearly she knew, you know, he was a bright and gay guy. And they were off to the races. Oh, my gosh. And, and so married for how many de- what, three a decades? A long time. Yeah. yeah. They've been married a long time. She is terrifically intelligent herself. As you might imagine. It is a fascinating thing. I am a huge fan. Me too. I'm a huge fan after watching so it. So happy birthday, Bill Gates. Happy birthday, Bill Gates. Yeah. And thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for caring about the world. Hey, it's also Julia Roberts' birthday. I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> I got nothing. Are you a fan? Um, no. Listen, uh, what's that movie with, oh, oh, Pretty Woman. Is that the stupidest movie I in hate the that. history? I just like that movie oh, you do? deeply. Deeply. That's the worst movie. I know people. Really? It is. So, all I can think of when I watch it is. What? Really? Really. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you said that. Really? I didn't know that. It, yeah. That's really. It's um, totally dumb. Early Julia Roberts. Look, no. She's what's, a fo- She's a fine actress, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, the first time I saw her was in a movie called Mystic Pizza. Right. Which, I was in Mystic Connecticut where oh, that was okay. filmed. Yes. So Mystic Pizza. It's one of those sort of like indie films. Yeah. And she shines as bright as the sun. She's just mm. endlessly fascinating. You cannot take your eyes off her. You need to look what at her. What did she win the Oh, Aaron Brockovich. 
Oh, that's an excellent movie. Never saw it. Oh, wonderful film. Okay. Are you a Julie Roberts fan, Mike? Eh. Oh, what do you say? My wife is a, is a massive is Julie Roberts fan. Pretty... I, I almost watched Eat, Pray, Love last night. Is, is she... that her? And she's in that. Is she? Uh, yeah. I don't know that. Do yeah. you know, that you know the book? Eat, Pray, Love? That's a big I've bestseller. I've never read it. Okay. Yeah. Massive bestseller, no. right? I mean, How old do you think Julie Roberts is today? I'm going to say... <sighs> I'm going to say 53. John. Uh, uh, I'll, do, I'll do 52. You are correct. Of course oh he's correct. God. I'm 52. Of course <laughs> he's kidding. Of course he's correct because he's always nice. correct. Excellent. Hey, also this morning, a big shock to two people in particular, the bus driver and the one passenger, mm. when oh, a yeah. Pat bus sitting at a stoplight downtown... Just lost its back end into a sinkhole. Holy smokes. Have you seen that photograph? I can't get over <laughs> what the photograph. The opening up right underneath a city bus. Well- yeah, what's the deal with the sinkholes? What, what? They scare me so bad. Do they really scare they, you? It's like they quicksand. They scare me. Ser- no. They're- quicksand. I don't even know why everyone t- makes such emphasis on that. Like, in so many cartoons and everything. Like, quicksand was the big fear. Oh, right? Yeah, we were little, right? Everybody was, don't fall seriously. into quicksand. You, that's because we all watch Scooby-Doo. Two of my biggest fears while driving. Manholes, sinkholes, and a bridge collapsing. That's three. Wow. Bridge collapse. Sorry. Well, yeah. manholes slash sinkholes. <laughs> okay. Whatever. <laughs> Wait, a bridge collapsing? Yeah, driving and... on a bridge. Yeah. Boy, you have, you have some internal struggle. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, you just keep on it's all right. Driving. I want you to be who you are. Thank okay, you. so the, so the there's a bus waiting at a red light, and all of a sudden the ground opens up, yes. and boom, yes, and, the, falls and apparently in there. there were power lines under there, right? Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's would it fall like twenty feet below. It, the... it, it is something. It's yeah. Okay, so the cool thing is there's a steel uh, there's a home stealer game tonight. Can you imagine how many selfies <laughs> are going to be taken in front of that bus? Right. I mean, it's they should just keep it as a because it looks like it. it oh almost my gosh! Like a piece you know what the bus looked like. The bus looked like the football that was immersed in Heinz Field the last time Miami came here and played. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Oh, my. I, it just You're came right. to me. It just came to me. I was, I'm sorry to tell you, at that game on the 50-yard line, 10 rows back, I saw with my own eyes that unbelievable kick where the it was so wet and disgusting. It was such a horrible night. I was freezing cold. I was soaking wet, and that football just went bump and bunk. Yeah, stuck right in there. There was no bouncing. There was no nothing. It just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the I would say the exact angle is the bus. Pretty much so. So where is that bus located? Uh, on tenth, Penn and tenth. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just I just love it. So I is mean, the bus still there? Yeah. As we it, speak. It's hard to get out. Can you imagine getting that thing out of there? You got to get a crane. They're saying uh, a minimum of 10 hours to remove that thing from the hole. 10 hours. How about, seriously, I brought this up at the beginning. The two poor people on the bus. Mm, yeah. I think maybe the Port Authority gave them like a, a free pass. You think? Or something like that, <laughs> you right? You think? Maybe yeah. they gave him like a Domino's gift card. Yeah, like, something. Thanks for riding. Yeah, a transfer. I want to get on the 61A now, just anywhere away from this bus, please. <laughs> Coming up next, Kanye West, Jesus is King, has dropped. Uh-oh. Well, why is the Christian community so hard on celebrity converts? I, I don't know. I look forward to this. WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I am your number one fan. 
That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. Do you enjoy helping others? Consider a career at Accessibilities Home and Community Services. As a leading provider of in-home care for people with disabilities since 1954, Accessibilities is dedicated to quality care. Flexible schedules, 100% employer-paid health premiums, competitive dental and vision plans, and paid time off are just a few reasons to consider Accessibilities. Visit accessibilities.org or call 724-832-8272 today. Accessibilities is an equal opportunity employer. Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. Remember those old-fashioned holidays when the pace was slower and the food all tasted like grandma had been cooking all day just for you? You know what? She probably did. You know what else? At the Spring House in 84, we still cook all day long just for you. So even though your life is filled with running, we can make sure that you still enjoy an old-fashioned holiday. Call the Spring House now to order fresh turkeys. Not frozen, mind you, fresh. The only kind Grandma used. The aroma of a turkey roasting in your oven will fill the house with promises of what's to come. Let us prepare side vegetable dishes like Aunt Emma's breaded broccoli, sweet potato pie, or even real mashed potatoes. And don't you forget to order the dinner rolls and, of course, our own homemade pumpkin pies or even apple crumb. They seem to be the favorites this year. Call 228-3339 now and let us help you enjoy a real old-fashioned holiday. The Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination. For your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are. The Forevermark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. Kanye West released a new album on Friday called Jesus is King. Here's a cut. Close on Sunday. You my Chick-fil-A. Close on Sunday. You my Chick-fil-A. Hold the selfies. Put the gram away. Get your family. Y'all hold hands and pray. When you got daughters, always keep them safe. Watch out for vipers. Don't let them indoctrinate. Closed on Sunday. You my Chick-fil-A. You're my number one. With the lemonade. Raise our sons. Train them in the faith. Through temptations. Make sure they're wide away. That's one of the tracks on Jesus is King. Clearly, that's not Lauren Daigle. That's Kanye West. Yeah. 
I've never been a Kanye fan. I don't own any of his work up to this point. I would, I would never have been able. I'm just not. That's just, it's not of my generation. Right. So I'm. I'm not part of that. I don't know if it's a generational thing. It's just I don't. I don't know rap. I don't get it. It's just not. I don't know much about. I'm just ignorant about yeah. it. However, uh, I listened to the whole thing today. Yeah. What was your impression? Um, well, again, it's not a genre that I can really speak to, so I can't critique it in any way. The first thing I can say is that the songs are short. Two minutes, two and a half minutes. Yeah, and what I wanted to hear, because I've like been habitually watching the um, worship services that he's been doing, the pop-ups around the country, and the choir is so outrageously awesome yeah. that I wish that there was more of them on the album. Right. Um, they do. They make an appearance for sure, but I just wish there was more of them. And when they do make an appearance, I wish that the song was longer. Yeah, I mean it's strong. Where the choir is, you can really feel the strong oh, gospel yeah. roots. Yeah, yeah. Right, and go, give yeah. me that, give yeah. me that. Right. And you, I just wish that we got more of it. Yeah. However, having said that, when you see, you know, whatever you feel about Kanye West, whether you know him or not, when there's a, a figure in the culture who is, is as influential as Kanye West at the age of 42 who releases a very explicit album. I mean, despite that song, that song to me is, you know... the, the, the It's like tongue-in-cheek type of thing. It's it like is, a cultural yeah. commentary. Right. It's about obviously about Chick-fil-A, right? Um, when there's someone who is so large in the culture who stands up and says, I believe that Jesus Christ is king, that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior... You have to take notice. Right. You absolutely do. Hey, Mike, can you cue up um, Selah? I think it's the second cut. cut. I think it's the yeah, second cut on the album. Um, I guess my question in, in watching reaction on Twitter and hearing people talk is I don't know why why the Christian community is so hard on famous people who come to Christ. Well, no, look, you have reason to be skeptical. I mean, you don't remember wow. Bob Dylan, you know, and his whole Jesus period. Okay. Right? So, because I think a lot of people have used Jesus as a marketing tool. Well, to, look, to turn okay. a buck. Okay. So, that that might be the case, but we we don't we can't judge that. We don't know that. Well, why do you think Christians are hard on? Do you think they're being hard on Kanye right, yes, right now? Do you really? Absolutely. I think they're saying, you know what, he's a jerk. What? He's self-serving. He likes Trump. He, there's no way he could possibly be a Christian. This is just, you know, a way to sell more tickets no, no, and no, get no. more money. Oh, there are a ton of people saying really? that. Yes. To me, I think you uh, you have to take this at face value until told otherwise. Yes, for sure. I think you do. Why? Why are we so hard to... I don't want to say impress. That's not what I'm. Why are we? Why is it so hard for us to welcome someone in? Right. And who's can, famous? Why is that? Like somehow that we we can't just look at that person as an as a human. And wh- who would we be? What wh- what job of, is it of ours to look into another man's heart? Right. It's not. Right. Do I have that ability? I don't think so. So not. do I know his relationship with Jesus Christ, the Lord of the universe? I do not think I do. So for anyone to say, oh, this guy, that you know, whatever. Time will tell, right? right? And it's and it doesn't matter. The time will tell because God already knows. Yeah. It's none of your business. So it's not for me to interpret. Uh, I'm thrilled. I think it's I think it's terrific when anyone says, you know, when he was on Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy said, "Does this mean that you're a Christian recording artist now?" And he said, "I'm just a Christian everything." Yeah, that's now. cool. And well, I thought that to me is real faith. I'm a right Christian answer. everything now. Look, that's a lot farther down the maturity path than a lot of Christians who think that their Christianity ends on Sunday. I agree. Look, we, if you're a Christian, you are a Christian everything. And what he said is right. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's play uh, a yeah. portion of Cut to Say Look, okay? 
God is king, we the soldiers. Ultra beam out the solar. When I get to heaven's gates, I ain't gotta peek over. Keeping perfect composure. When I scream at the chauffeur, I ain't mean, I'm just focused. I ain't mean, I'm just focused. Put the lean out slower. Got us clean out of soda. Before the flood, people judge. They did the same thing to Noah. Everybody wanted Yandy. The Jesus Christ did the laundry. They say that we start on Monday, but the strong start on Sunday. Won't be in bondage to any man. John 833. We the descendants of Abraham. Yea, should be made free. John 836. To whom the Son set free is free indeed. He say the wretch like me. most gorgeous sound yeah. to me in the world. That big choir oh just my piercing gosh, through. Gosh, I love that. Now, if you've watched his videos on like, you know, the worship pop-ups, you'll recognize that song. Yeah. It's so terrific. Again, though, and this is my favorite cut on the album, it's like almost over at this point. Right. Like, I want it to be another five minutes long. Be immersive in yeah, that gospel choir exactly. experience. So. so, what do you think? Um, this is so out of the box in some way. This is not going to appear on Christian radio, or is it? Right? I mean, is all of a sudden Kanye okay, on the so pop top 20? So that's going to push a lot of our buttons when it comes to what Christian music is. I mean, there are a lot of Christian jazz artists who you don't hear on. Right, 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 right. right. You know, so what, when we think of Christian music, quote unquote, we think we, of Stephen Curtis Chapman. Right, we think of CCM. Right. But, but Christians are making music and all sorts of genres, but we don't include that when we're talking about music. Right. We're Christian music. We just don't do it, which is a mistake. I don't know how. I, yeah, I'm not a marketing professional, but I think we we probably chose badly a couple decades back hmm. when we limited ourselves in that I, way. I don't think you know you know it's going to matter to Kanye West one way or another whether he appears on Christian. Uh, Christian no, of radio. course it won't matter at all. But right. I think what will matter to Kanye West is how people who are in the church treat him, whether you know him or not. If he is a believer in the same Jesus that you're a believer in, then he's your brother. And you need to pray for him and encourage him and not treat him, first off, like he has to prove something to you. But second of all, don't treat him like he's some kind of celebrity either. He's just a dude, just like you're just a person. Trying to work out his salvation. Just a dude. I I do think that we often fall on the other side, too, where we get so excited about someone who's a believer coming to faith that, like, we get weird and, like, you know, hero worshipy about it. That's That's not good either. Right. Well, that's That's to me, that's one of the big problems with contemporary Christian music. Right. Is that you elevate the artist into some sort of, you know, godlike figure when they're just like like you're saying, just like you and me. And they're just, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, though, they were given a God given talent of of their voice or their instrument yeah. or whatever. It, it's a weird the whole CCM thing to me. That's a weird business. Yeah, it is a weird it business. Is. And I, and I think, I'm not trying to. You but know, here's the thing. I think music's a weird business. 
Yeah, you know, of course it is. I mean, if if you're a music artist who was recording 20 years ago and you were making most of your revenue from CDs and CDs went and disappeared yeah. and now people are on Spotify and you for get free. 0.14, you know, cents for every play that someone does and you're all of a sudden you have to tour because it's the only way you can make money. It's a right. whole different world. It surely is. Now than it was. I often think about, you know, like, you know, the the music that I grew up with like, you know, in the 70s, like somebody like Linda Ronstadt. Well, you know, that voice today, that's still a beautiful voice. Oh yeah. But the the multi-millions that she made she would not make that today no. if she was that same kind of an artist. Nope. So that was a different business model that you know rose those people up, and things have changed tremendously. Yeah. Like, like you're saying, you're going to make your money now primarily by touring. Right, and just think about what that means for your life. Oh, my gosh, on the road constantly. I mean, right? that's just that's some kind of special torture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of that, speaking about um, music and specifically Christian music and specifically CCM, uh, we cannot let this opportunity go by to talk uh, for a second uh, about the death of uh, just so brutal, isn't it? Um, True. It Toby Mac's son passed away last week. I mean, and Toby Mac. We, you know, we—he's such a terrific guy. He surely is. You meet a lot of different people, mm-hmm. you know, that, that we talk to on the radio, right. and it's like somebody like David Crowder, you know. Somebody's the Love same David. in one place as he's the same in the other, and that's how it is with Toby Mac. So Toby Mac's son, who was just 21, passed away, um, cause unknown, and you fill in the blank. A 21-year-old kid in the prime of health, just gone, and it's a heartbreak. You can't imagine what it would be like. I can't. I pray. I pray to God that you you don't lose. You know, know what it's like to lose a child. The heartbreak of that, just unbelievable. So prayers to Toby Mac and to his family mm-hmm. for all of those survivors who are just on their knees now in right. agony. And for those of us who've been impacted by his music and have loved it so much. Loved him. You know, we just send out thanks to him for his terrific artistic yeah. ability, all the time that he's done, that he's given to his career over the years and just, just how, much, how much joy his music has given to millions right. and millions of people. I mean, when I told my wife and kids what had happened to Truett, I mean, they they gasped. Like I think a lot of people did. They were shocked because you know he's appeared on Toby Mac's albums as a little kid, and you you kind of feel like you're growing up with him in some way. So it's certainly a loss. It truly is. And, and, and again, it's a reminder: no one is immune from what happens in the culture. No one. We'll take a break. Be back in a few minutes. Grandma and Grandpa, when you retire, will you take me to Disney World? Can we go to a movie? Grandma, can you teach me how to knit? Grandpa, will you throw the baseball around with me? They won't always be so little. Make sure you plan now so you can start making more memories. Because big or small, those moments matter. They are what you've worked your entire life for, and they just might turn out to be some of the best moments of your life and theirs. I'm Kurt Kenotic, CEO and Financial Advisor at Accurate Solutions Group. Call our team to start your personalized income plan for your own retirement blueprint. 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. 
At Accurate Solutions Group, we help people retire with confidence, clarity, and independence. We do the planning so you can make the memories. 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. You've all helped build MyPillow and the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to word listeners everywhere. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Now you can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, MyPillow is bringing back their popular BOGO offer for all MyPillows. That's right. Buy one MyPillow, get another absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free for all MyPillows. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great radio specials. That's 800-391-0954 or MyPillow.com. Promo code WORD. Regenerate me. Regenerate me. Please regenerate me. Why suffer with joint pain? There's a new treatment that offers more potential than stem cell therapy. At Regenerate Me Pittsburgh, now in Bethel Park, certified medical professionals offer advanced biological therapies, also known as ABT, a full recovery without surgery or drugs is possible. Get a complete diagnostic review plus your first treatment for just $100 for a limited time. See if you qualify. Call 412-851-3811. 412-851-3811. Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma. Here's to progress. I love the joy that children bring to the office. Good dental habits begin early with Dr. Megan Stock. I like creating those good, positive first experiences. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. You have my word on it. Today's Animation Day. What do you mean? On this day, we celebrate the talented artist John, who created everything from the cartoon characters on our favorite box of cereal to video games and films like Toy Story. Wow. Imagine how much that industry has changed over the last 20 years with computers, right? It's unthinkable, isn't it? I mean, look back to Walt Disney, someone sitting at a, a drafting board and drawing by hand any number of cells to make a motion picture. Now it's it's all CG. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And animation has become so sophisticated. Has it happened? It's just unbelievable. Anyway, my question for you is, what do you think the top grossing animated film of all time is? Boy, that's a tough question. Um, Mike, I'm going to ask you too. I would say uh, my favorite animated film, which it's been a long time since it's been out there, uh, is um, The Incredibles. Oh my gosh, I love The Incredibles. Number Elastigirl, oh my, my God. hero. What a great movie. That's I can watch that. That's one of the rare movies. You want to oh watch that? Oh yeah, I'll watch that. Yeah, sure. exactly. I'll watch it right now. Sure. But that's but that's the wrong answer. It's Mike, not... top grossing animated film of all time. Um if I had to guess um I would either say I was going to say Zootopia, but I'm going to say Minions, I think. No. Wow. No. Okay, Minions. you are you are a lot closer than John. Really? I will tell you that. Um but you're wrong. Huh. 
Oh, wait, what's the new one that was out for a while? Uh, Frozen, right? Okay, that's, that's number big... two. Okay. That's number two. The top grossing animated film of all time is Lion King. Oh, mm-hmm. the original Lion King. The original Lion King. Well, that's a pretty good movie, too. Yeah. So, the, see, I don't like that. I just never liked it. Yeah. Okay. It's just it. a personal thing. Okay, so Lion King is one, favorite. Frozen is two. Number three is Incredibles 2. Oh, really? And four is Minions. Good job, okay. Mike. So, Mike, you've got a three-year-old. What movie is he watching that he loves the most? He's been watching The Lion King the last three days. Is that uh-huh. right? The last yeah. three days. Yeah. Okay. Seriously. He's like, you're tired of that. Yeah. yeah. You're tired of that. <laughs> also, Toy Story 4, Toy Story 3, hmm. Despicable Me 3, Finding Dory, and Zootopia. Really? Again, good job, Mike. How about, How about uh, Miyazaki? Is Miyazaki uh, in the list? Miyazaki, the not, not listed. Incredible films. Highly recommended, okay? Ralph, hey, have a great night. Ralph Breaks the Internet beats it. Sorry. All right, sorry. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.